We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Wilson. And today I have a special guest with me, uh, Steve Heigel, or Heigel, sorry. And uh, we're here to talk about uh, um, the the college football season. Uh, Steve's going to give give his insight on to, on uh, the upcoming season, and uh, we'll talk about week zero a little bit and kind of just go from there. Uh, Steve, thanks again for coming on. Uh, Hi, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So if, if you wouldn't mind, uh, go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um I am an avid college football fan. I just started a website, www.justcollegefootball.net. Um, it's going to be a podcast associated with the website, along with a rating system for all the 130 FBS teams. And I'm looking to visit all the 130 FBS stadiums, which is going to take me a long time. <laughs> but I'm starting the um, starting the journey this season. Absolutely. That and as we that's this is kind of how we've gotten to know each other. I'm I'm trying to do the same thing as well, and. Uh, a really really cool idea that i think that is start i've i've actually noticed a couple other people who are doing it too which i think is really really cool yeah there's several out there on twitter that i've connected with that are way longer way further along in the journey than i am i like said i'm just about to start um i know some that are close to 100 or if not more than 100 so i think the hardest thing for them would be also the fact that once you go to all 130 it takes you five years 10 years whatever they're always building new stadiums i know that uh, South San Diego State's uh, opening a new one, I believe, next year or the year after. Um, and there's been some talks for some other teams as well. So that's the hardest part. You have to go somewhere, and then five years, ten years later, you have to go again. <laughs> right, right, right. If it, it just makes it really cool. And then with the with the growing landscape of college football, who knows who, who could be a part of this later in the future. True, yeah. I mean, they could always add more teams to Division One. Um, I know that the hierarchy, of course, the Power Five and then the Group of Five teams, but... Yeah, I definitely think, uh, of course, the possible expansion of the college football playoffs is just going to amplify things more. Absolutely, and and I'm really looking forward to that. I, I'm sure you are as well. I think it's it's only going to be good for the game and fans, more importantly. Yeah, I think it definitely will. I mean, uh, I, I'm in favor of it. I think maybe I thought maybe at first they should go to like six or eight teams and not just to 12, but I guess they're just going to go all in and go to 12 right away. Uh, which looks like, you know, we'll know more at the end of September. They're having a meeting, so we'll know more how, how fast it's going to uh, be, be um, you know, go forward or they're going to hold off for a couple more years. I mean, we'll know more in another 30 to 60 days. Right, right. And like like you said, it, that that'll that, that meeting will will tell us a lot, that's for sure. Um, I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the Week 0 matchups. I, there were the five games. I know four out of the five were, were blowouts, but – uh, still like to hear your thoughts on some of those. Yeah, I I was um I I was actually surprised that Nebraska lost. I thought I thought they would they would may not cover the spread, but I thought they would win the game. Um, that, 
I, I think that team's got to rebound pretty quickly. I know they play Fordham this weekend. I mean, they got Oklahoma coming up in a couple weeks, but I think they definitely need to win their next two and play Buffalo after Fordham, and then mm-hmm. hopefully just to hang hang close with uh, Oklahoma um, and that the fourth game because I mean it's it's it. I think Scott Frost needs to get to probably close to five hundred this year, and I think he can still. But that was a winnable game that I thought they blew on the road at the beginning of the season with a team, Illinois team that always seems to underachieve, and they have a first-year head coach as well. So, absolutely, I, I agree with you, and and I live about an hour, hour fifteen from Champaign, so I oh, okay. I, I hear <laughs> I hear a lot about. Oh, there, I mean, obviously, there's a ton of Illinois fans here. I, I live in the Peoria, Illinois area, and Peoria is a hotbed for basketball, but um, it's there's so many Illinois fans around here. So they were really, really excited going into that game. And now that they won, it's just kind of taken off really. I believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also was, I was impressed. Also it was uh, UCLA, not the fact I, I assume they would win Saturday, just the way, the way they won. Absolutely. And if you saw the pictures uh, online on Twitter and other social media outlets, there was like no fans. There it was pretty much like playing in an empty stadium. <laughs> I know that was amazing. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty crazy that they won that, you know, overwhelmingly in fact literally playing like it was almost like a COVID game last year with nobody there right exactly (laughs) exactly I think it'll be it'll obviously be really interesting to see how they they're obviously stepping up a level in competition this week so it'll be interesting to see how that translates yeah playing LSU even at home is still going to be like they said much more difficult um, the other team that that was very um, impressive was San Jose State I didn't watch the whole game it was on late that night, but the fact mm-hmm. that they, you know, blew out, you know, an FCS team, so the Utah, but they, they played really well. Now, I think they can give, you wrote about the other day and put it on my website, I think they can give USC a game on Saturday. I don't know if they can come out victorious, but I definitely think they can give them a game. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. I, I, I watched the game as well, and uh, uh, Nick Starkle played fantastic. I mean, he, he had the one bad throw in the interception pick six, but, I mean, other than that, he looked he looked amazing. Yeah, I, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna challenge for that Mountain West championship again this season. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think uh, I think USC better better come to play. There's a couple teams on the schedule this weekend, like higher ranked teams that I think if playing home games that probably you think would be gimmies, but they they better if they don't come to play, they're 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 gonna be in some trouble. So. Absolutely, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of those. Yeah, um, I think I've heard a lot of talk, and I think. Uh, I know Texas with the new first-year coach, Steve Sarkeesian, I think they have a really tough game against Louisiana. I know it's a home game and all, but coming in with a first-year head coach, new quarterback, I mean, I mean, everybody says every year Texas is back. We'll, we'll see come Saturday afternoon. Uh, they, I mean, Louisiana's really good. I mean, they had a great year last year. I mean, that Sunbelt Conference is no joke. I mean, Coastal Carolina right. is a great team as well. App State, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a tough battle for Texas in that game. It's not going to be not going to be a walkthrough so uh, they they better come ready to play and the toughest game toughest part about the first game this season is even though you, you haven't really had any exhibition games you had you know training camp and practices but it's get out on the field and you get off to a slow start um you know i mean i i'm not a i'm in maryland i live in maryland i remember years ago when maryland went down and beat texas on the first game this season mm-hmm. uh yep. years ago yeah and and Texas fans were just shocked. And Maryland was was not that good that year, <laughs> and they ended up only winning three or four games, if I remember correctly. But they went out and shocked Texas in the first week because I think Texas just underestimated them. So right, I, I remember that. Now that you say that, I I, I do remember that. And I, I'm a big fan of the Sun Belt. I, I have connections in Myrtle Beach, and over the past 
five or so years, I've become a huge, huge fan of watching Sunbelt football, especially Coastal Carolina. And just watching a lot of the Sunbelt games in the past handful of years, the top three teams, like you said, Louisiana, Coastal, and App State are all very, very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get to a game maybe at App State, if not this year, next year. Um, I'd like to see a game there. I heard it's a really great experience there. And I mean, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it does. And uh, they also, I mean, like this year, I, and I think the, the best thing about the conference, if they can take, a, take, um, take, a, how do I say it? Take, like, take the, the, take it, take it away from other conferences and the fact that they're going to play, you play a lot of those big time games on like Thursday nights when there's not much competition in regards to college football. There may be one or two games on and you're the only game that can get them more exposure. Absolutely. Um, maybe going, going against the NFL, the NFL Thursday Night Football. But you have a good game. I know App State plays Coastal Carolina. I believe that game is on a Thursday yes, night this year. Yes, it is. Uh, it is on a Thursday. I'm, I'm actually kind of looking to try and go to that game if I can. But uh, Okay. It, yeah, that's going to be a heck of an environment. I mean, that'll be one of the biggest games in that conference all year. And, I mean, that's perfect setting on a Thursday night, um, putting that game on primetime on ESPN or ESPN2, and you'll get the, a market that you won't normally get, you know. 100%. I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, what 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 other games are you looking at this weekend? Um, I would have to say um, I'm going to the West Virginia-Maryland game. I think that would be rather interesting. Uh, Maryland, Maryland was like hit or miss last year. Uh, they weren't really bad. They weren't really good. They were kind of in between. I know they, they, they lost several games due to COVID. And West Virginia, because I know Neil Brown's a coach, and he hasn't really gotten it going there yet. And it's kind of—it's not really a rivalry game, but it kind of is a rivalry game because they used to play each other every year in the past, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. And now they, you know, sparingly play each other every couple of years. So it should be an interesting game. It's at, it's at Maryland, so um, it's only a couple hours drive, you know, like three hours drive to West Virginia from where Maryland is. So it's kind of like semi-rivalry game. It should be a good game, and I think it'll be set the tone for one of them, whoever can come out victorious. I think it's going to be a close game, um, definitely. I—I um, I agree with you. I think. I think that's an evenly matched game. I, I I agree with you. I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I think it will be a good back and forth contest, and it could come down to the last possession. Of course, everybody's focusing on uh, Georgia Clemson. Right. Rightfully well. so. <laughs> I think that I think that's another you know game that's going to come down to the final couple minutes. I I see Clemson winning. I just I I just have a hard time with no offense to Georgia or the fans. They just always seem like they can't get over the hump. And I, I think I predicted when I did my predictions this year, I have Georgia two losses. I have them losing the first game of Clemson and then winning the, the Eastern Division, but then losing to Alabama in the, SEC, in the SEC championship game. And that's two losses will keep them out of the playoff. Now, if they can beat Clemson this Saturday, I mean, that's going to give a huge tilt to them all season. But um, then they just have to avoid this slip up in uh, the SEC conference games, you know. So, but I think that'll be a really good game. It's on a neutral field. Um, but I think I, that Clemson quarterback, is, as everyone saw last year against Notre Dame, he's legit. He's going to be a Heisman candidate. Oh, yeah, he's he's very good. <laughs> he proved yeah. it in that game, like you said. That that was one of the best games I've seen. I mean, that was that was really good football. Yeah. Um, other games, I guess, focusing on maybe um, um, the game. I, I Not really focusing on, of course, they got Alabama playing Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I guess it all depends. That game – I think it'll be semi-close, closer than people think, but it all depends on how De'Ara King, I haven't heard, I'm assuming he's gonna obviously going to play. Is, is he 100% fully healthy? You know, if he is, Alabama can probably stick with him. The major- I mean, Miami can stick with him the majority of the game, but, you know, you never know. I mean, he's he's been practicing and, and whatnot, but 
he hasn't seen any full game action since he tore his ACL, and it was only he tore it in the beginning of January of this year. Right, so, right. Yeah, so I, I don't know how they'll, they'll do against Alabama. You know, even Alabama reloading with a new quarterback, um, a lot of new players are just they have so much talent on that team that I, I can't see them losing that game. Absolutely, I, I just feel like that game kind of just feels like a typical Alabama type game where they open the season and then they just throttle whoever they play and and i will say miami is better than some of those other teams that they've opened up against so i will definitely give them credit there but i don't know there's there's just something about it where i just feel even like you said when alabama's reloading it's just they just they're just so good it's just i agree yeah it's just so much talent on that team Another game I was kind of I was kind of drawn to was um and I think it's it's more well two of them they're both Big Ten games uh, I think they're almost both coin flips Indiana Iowa and uh, Penn State Wisconsin I think they're both it, a lot of these Big Ten teams usually don't open against each other but they are this year right you saw right Nebraska played Illinois so Penn State I, I don't know what to think I mean they were terrible like the beginning of last year and then they came on strong and finished well at the end of twenty twenty um, Wisconsin I, I, the game's in Wisconsin I I don't know I think that's almost a coin flip I think it could go either way. And Indiana Iowa, I think, is almost the same way as well. Um, if Iowa can somehow win that game, I think that momentum carries over. They'll have to play Iowa State the following weekend, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a huge game. Right. Uh, and and that I mean Iowa State's a top ten team, um, but I, I don't know. I think both those games are coin flips, and they, they either could go either way. Indiana is another team with a quarterback coming off the injury. So does he? How well does he perform? You know, in his first game back from injury. So I mean, they were so good last year, but can they keep that momentum? Can they bring that momentum back this year? It's where they left off last year. I mean, that that first game against Penn State springboarded them. I remember at a restaurant, and I saw that on the TV, and I still can't believe that touchdown. I know, <laughs> I know, man. At the end. <laughs> I know, it's just amazing. That I think that's obviously going to be something people are going to be talking about for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they, and Indiana, like a lot of people are predicting them to finish. I, I think I haven't finished in third in that Eastern Division this year, behind Penn State and Ohio State. Um, I think I think I think they'll ahead. I think they'll be better than Michigan and finish ahead of Michigan. So yeah, I I, I I don't know. Michigan seems like a mystery to me too. I think Harbaugh's on a, li- a little bit of a hot seat. And mm-hmm. We'll see how they do. You know, they just he just never seemed to get it going in full full gear there. I don't know. Right. What to say. Right. I I've grown up a Michigan fan my whole life, and I've I've <laughs> I grew up in Flint, Michigan, and have ties to the university and and. Uh, just i've always been a fan and but i've just i've never been a fan of harbaugh and i i but at the same time it's like i I want him to get it right because i mean as an alum and as one of the best players in the history of the program you you just want him to get it right yeah i mean this is his i want to say fifth or sixth year i think sixth yeah, so he's had a full five. He's had a whole full recruit, recruiting cycle. I just think that the, the problem with Michigan is they just can't seem to get a quarterback. Absolutely, top tier quarterback. They just can't. That that's what's missing on that team. You look at all these teams that compete for the national championship every year. I mean, they all have quarterbacks. You know? Absolutely. So they all have top five star quarterbacks. Right, know? right. They so. got the next NFL level quarterback every year. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you, that's that's. I mean, the same thing with the NFL. I mean, you get that. You, the teams that make the playoffs every year are usually the teams with a with a very good or really good court, an excellent quarterback. The teams that don't have an excellent quarterback or even a decent quarterback, they're, they're just even if they got a good defense and everything else, they're just not going to make the playoffs and go anywhere. You can't Absolutely. win the Super Bowl. Absolutely, you know, yep. Back. So and I think that's Harbaugh's problem there. They just haven't got gotten over the hump just due to the fact that they can't get that elite quarterback to come to 
it's cool. So, yeah, we'll see this year. I think, I mean, I don't know if a good, like, eight and five season is enough to pump this cause. I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see how they do. Uh, I know Michigan State, I think, will be down this year. Right. And they should be able to win most of the games in the Eastern Division. Um, secure their crossover. They have a big game against Washington the second weekend. So Absolutely. That, that'll tell a lot about them. But I don't believe... They're not pl- I don't believe they're playing Notre Dame this year, if I remember correctly. No, they're not. No. They are not, yeah. no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it, lots gonna t- a lot will be told in that in that first couple weeks and how they look and how they're, you know. Because I remember I was at a game a couple years ago, and uh, somebody screamed at um, screamed at the score, and Army, Army almost beat them. Mm-hmm. The first game of the season yep. a few years ago. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, it was like 18, 19, yeah, and somebody yep. screamed out the score. Well, the tie game was like 30 seconds left. It was the Army. I was like, Army? God, man, they're <laughs> Michigan. And they might fire hardball after this game. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But um, um, So what, game, what other games are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, I, the one game that I'm looking forward to is the North Carolina-Virginia Tech game Friday night. I think... Oh, I forgot. I kind of didn't forget about that game. I was originally thinking about going to that game because mm-hmm. um, I, I live in just north of Baltimore, so it's like a four or five hour drive. And I was like, that's going to be a tough game to get into and everything. It's the beginning of the season and it's a division game. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, I, I picked North Carolina to be in the college football playoffs, so I think they can. I think they can. They can have one slip up sometime this year, assuming if I predict right that they beat Clemson in the ACC championship game. Mm-hmm. In, early December, but that's going to be a tough way to start. I know it's a tough place to play there in Blacksburg, and, you know, Carolina has a lot of new offensive weapons. A lot of guys went to the NFL. Right. Quarterback Sam Hausback, but I don't know. It's, it's, I think North Carolina will win, but I think it's going to be really, really close. I agree. Gonna... I agree. I, I th- I'm very high on Sam Howell. I think he's the best player in college football. I think he he's my top Heisman candidate, and that's why – that's why you kind of convinced me with some of the stuff you were saying on Twitter about North Carolina that I, I was having Clemson beat them in the ACC championship game. But then I'm like, well, if I, I'm so high on Sam Howell, I need to, I need to be high on the team too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I just think this is Carolina's year. I mean, people, people that history of college football forget Mac Brown was won the championship with Absolutely. Texas in 2005 with Vince Young, and they kind of came. I mean, they were good that year, but they kind of came on late. Yep. You know. And, and they would beat USC in the championship game in that crazy, um, crazy, probably one of, the best, one, one of the best games of all time. Yeah, one of the but best anyway, games. But anyway, regardless, yeah. I think, I just think this is a year for, for North Carolina. I mean, they bring back, this is his third year in the program. He's going to leave after this year. they got a good team around him. they got a good defense. The schedule sets up for them. They have a couple tough games. they got to go to Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't think Notre Dame's going to be as good this year. And then they also have Miami at home. I just think they can, they can manage one loss. Um, so, but I, I think, I just think this is the year with Clemson. Now the quarterback, like I said, was excellent. I'm surprised though. Also, I, when I watched, um, uh, if you've ever watched the CBS sports college football show, uh, it was on last night. It's like, they have a weekly show on, uh, nine, nine o'clock on CBS sports Network on Tuesday. And none of them picked, none of the experts picked, uh, Sam Howell was like the one of their top Heisman candidates. I was really surprised. That's very surprising to me. Yeah. They, that he was not picked by anyone. They, they all picked three each. There were four or five, five animals, I think. And they were all picked three and none of them picked him in any of their three. So yep. I was very surprised by that because you know what, you know what he did last year and he came back and this is his junior year. A lot of them picked Bryce Young, a couple mm-hmm. picked JT Daniels, a couple picked, um, uh, I can't pronounce his name, the Clemson quarterback. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was maybe one or two other quarterbacks sprinkled in there. Oh, uh, of course, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. Right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I just surprised nobody picked him. I was, I was shocked. I was like, I, I'm for sure he'd be a yeah. That's a top, that's very top, su- top three, but he was. That's very so. surprising to me. 
I, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. But I I I, just, I have Carolina going far this year. I think I think this is their year that they break through. Um, it, it's good. It would be good for the ACC as well. Not that, you know, I, just because I just think that it, it's kind of Clemson, 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 Clemson every year. You right, know? right. It's you know you kind of almost not saying I'm, I I don't like or dislike Clemson regardless, but I just think it's time for you know it'd be a different fresh space in that in that champ in that uh, college football playoff in the ACC besides just Clemson. Absolutely, and I think for the longest time the the gap between Clemson and everyone else in the ACC have, has been so big, and I think it's really good that that gap is closed with North Carolina. And then I'm high on Boston College too. I think their schedule sets up really well for them to have a really good year too. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to have a really good year as well. Um, I know they brought back a lot of players from last year's team, and they had a solid season last year. Um, I didn't see him as much last year on TV but yeah I think they'll have a really good strong season as well I think it sets up perfectly though Clemson North Carolina don't play in the regular season so if they both finish first they'll play in that ACC championship game where last year it was kind of convoluted because you had Notre Dame in the mix and then Notre Dame played Clemson twice right you know, within a, yeah so yeah. it was kind of a little different um but I don't know I I also think do you like anybody who do you like in the Pac-12 and do you think uh Anybody there makes a run at the playoff? I, I kind of almost feel bad for the Pac-12 because every year yeah. they just get sandwiched out. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the team in the Pac-12 that not as many people are talking about that I feel have a, a real shot is Washington. I think if they're able to win at Michigan, then they get Oregon and Arizona State at home. And I believe their toughest road game then ends up being like Stanford, I want to say, if I remember correctly. So... I, I think that their schedule sets up for them to potentially do something, to do some damage. Uh, I don't think yeah. anybody in the Pac-12 is going to go undefeated, though, and I think that's the only way that they can get in. I think someone there could get in with one loss if, say, Washington or either Oregon. I was thinking if Oregon went to Ohio State and lost like a close game and right, they ran the right. team in the Pac-12, I think they could get in. That's for true. Sure. That's true. Ohio State a playoff team as well. But, I, yeah, if – if you go there, if you go in the conference and lose a game and then lose a game on the outside, yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Right, so, right. I mean, but, yeah, I, I didn't know – I didn't realize that Washington – so, because I was assuming Oregon was definitely going to lose to Ohio State. Right. But if they ran the table in the Pac-12, they could, they could still have a chance to play off. But, yeah, if they, they have to go to Washington, that's going to be an extremely difficult game to win. Um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, Oregon also better watch out this weekend. And they play San Jose State, who's coming off a big – Opening win. Fresno. If, Fresno. If they, if they, yeah, that's an early. I, I, I noticed the schedule. It's an early game. It starts at yeah, uh, it 2 o'clock East yeah. Coast time, so it's 11 a.m. West Coast time. So they might, um, they, if they don't come out, they come out slow out of the gate in that game. They might find some, find themselves behind and find have, have a tough time catching up against San Jose State. So that's an interesting opener. You know, we've seen that we've seen the gap close in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years more and more with college football in terms of you saw Appalachian State beat Michigan of course was that 15 years ago and slowly I, the gaps closed I was at that game actually oh were you really yes <laughs> uh, it was it was a it was two emotions it was holy crap we just lost to FCS App State but it was also like holy crap I just witnessed the greatest upset in the history of football <laughs> <laughs> my uh old friend of mine's a Michigan State fan and he said he had like that Feeling when he said he saw the game when Michigan when they Michigan State beat him with the block punt at the yes. end. Yes, <laughs> he, he said he said he said and he said he didn't watch it because he said once I saw before the play I was like oh we lost and me and my wife were going out to dinner so I just turned the TV off and then we were at some uh, we were at the restaurant and I saw a little corner of my eye I was like wait a minute what's this score say 
they didn't, they won? And he pulled up on his phone, he saw the play, and he's like, oh my God. He's like, I, I never thought in a million years we'd win the game. And then he had to pull up the phone to see the play a million times. And he's like, he's like, I, he said, he's like, I was on cloud nine for like a weekend for that, you know? So. Deservedly yeah. so. <laughs> What's that? Deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I think, I definitely think some of these uh, higher ranked FBS teams should definitely not you know, be off guard this weekend because I think, like I said, Louisiana, Texas, San Jose State, um, of Oregon, you know, something like that, you know, could happen. Um, Absolutely. I, and, I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, definitely could happen. So I think they better be on guard, you know. 100%. Uh, so. Who, who are you looking at as uh, top Heisman candidates? Uh, of course, Sam Howell. Mm-hmm. Um, I have him as top Heisman candidate. Um I believe Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, of course, I, I think he's going to be right there in the mix. Right. Because um, they're going to be front and center all season. Um, a lot of I see, I see some experts picking um, either the quarterback from Iowa State or the running back. But I think if they both have strong seasons, they're kind of going to equal each other out. Right. Um, right. Cancel each other out, like sometimes tends to happen. Um, you know who I like as an outside dark horse candidate? It, I put an article about it on my website. Is um. The Liberty quarterback, Malik Willis, I think he's going to have a gigantic season. He's going to kind of be like the modern day, well, the next version of like uh, Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, you know, and he's going to get, he's going to have phenomenal numbers. The question is with the schedule they play, is he going to get the notoriety that the others do? So that's what it's all going to come down to because they don't play, they maybe play one or two teams that are ranked in the top 25 at that. Right. No, but I, I independent schedule. They're not going to be on right. you know network te- television every week. Even when I remember when Reggie Bush won what fifteen, seventeen years ago, most of the time like people they they would say a lot of the people didn't see him. Some of them didn't see him play because he played all those late night games on the West Coast. Right. So, and if you play at ten thirty on the West Coast, half the country's asleep. You know. Right. You know, so. <laughs> you know. I couldn't agree more with you about Malik Willis. I think he's going to put up ridiculous numbers, like you said. I mean, he's going to – He. I mean, I think like, I think the modern-day Lamar Jackson comparison is perfect. I, I, I think he's he's really good. But like you said, it comes down to are they going to get enough publicity and are they going to play tough enough games? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they went 11-1 last year. They had their sole loss to North Carolina State. I think it was only by a point or two. Yeah, yep, um, yep. Yeah, and they this year, you know, they play they play a they play a tough schedule, but they don't play the kind of opposition that's like I said, going to get them on television on a weekly basis. And it, but like I said, if he puts up incredible numbers and they're 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 winning, I mean, they finished with only a couple one two losses, you know, in a semi in, in a quality bowl game. You know, you never know. I right. mean, it's just and it, 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 it all, and all, that all depends on too if maybe some of the possible front runners for Heisman for the Heisman Trophy all kind of like look they're they're all kind of averaging the same numbers and might kind of he could kind of sneak in you know late if he has a couple big games you never know I, I think something like that could happen of course you got another candidate saying of course everybody has a Spencer Rattler um a lot of I saw a couple extras pick last night I was I wasn't high on him as uh, the USC quarterback uh Kane Slovis mm-hmm. so but I definitely could see him in the mix as well right I I think I think the thing that hurts him as the, like you talked about with Reggie Bush, I think it it are people going to see them play enough times to know? Yeah, there is. If they play those late night West Coast games, I know the Pac-12 changed their rule. I think started last year. Yeah, they've they've been they doing better with that. 
like yeah. once a week or something like that. Yeah, yep. So they can get more, more eyes on their product, which is smart. It stinks they have to play 9 a.m., but, right. you know, it is. I mean, I think I think most of their games, unless it's, like, too hot, they should kick off most of their games at 3.30 in the afternoon, like the second game, so East Coast time. So at least it's 12.30 out there. That's a decent time, you know. Right. Or even kick off at, like, 5 o'clock or something like that, so it's 2 o'clock, you know, West Coast time. Absolutely. And have to kick off at, you know, 10.30 at night. So yeah. there's night games just... You know, or unless you, or even do. I think the one thing the Pac-12 also does smart is their conference championship game is on Friday night um, before everybody else plays on Saturday. Absolutely, yes. That is that's. I didn't even think about that part, but I that's very true. It's a smart yeah, it's, smart move by them. Yeah, good way to get more exposure because everybody else is playing all day Saturday and Saturday night. You know, you get you know you're the only game on Friday. Night. Although I believe I saw I saw something tweeted a month ago that the AAC was had moved their game to Friday night as well coming this season that's true yes i did see that championship game so um so that'll get and again that's another league that you know it's a great decision to get more eyes on your product and more exposure so absolutely well one one thing i'd really like to talk about since we're both on this journey together to go to every fbs uh venue i'd just like to kind of kind of hear your schedule for this year what you're looking at um yeah, sure. It's still kind of in limbo. It's it's my, right. my regular day job schedule is kind of messed it up. Um, I'm definitely going to Maryland this weekend. Um, University of Maryland Army next weekend. Uh, the third weekend of September would be Temple, and the fourth week of September would be Penn State. After that, I'm still kind of in limbo and trying to schedule trips. I'd like to do a Florida trip in like early to mid November and see a couple games down there. Um, and also do like um, possibly a trip uh, to the Carolinas, which I was supposed to do uh, this next couple of days. It looks like it's going to be postponed, so go there sometime in like October to see like a couple of teams in like the Triangle, like North Carolina State, do yep. North Carolina. Um, a couple of those close trips I'll make. I'm not far from the Naval Academy, so I'll see them this season. Um, most likely, also um, like Rutgers or West Virginia, one of those teams. So I'm going to keep it somewhat local this season, and hopefully span, eventually span out after that. I thought I have thoughts about going. My brother lives in Austin, Texas. I have thoughts about going to the um, the Red River game, but that wouldn't really be a stadium to see because they play at a neutral site. Right, so, right. But it would, but it would. He lives in he lives in Austin, though. So it's him and maybe drive up. We could drive up for the game, but that's that's a possibility right now. So, um, but again, if I if I went there, it wouldn't really be one stadium to see because again, it's just a neutral field game. So, um, yeah, that's where I am with it now. Um, trying to like I'm trying to like bookend it so maybe. I can do two on a weekend if somebody plays on like a Friday and then a Saturday. Right, um, right. I've looked at that. You know, I've looked at that. Um, if I go to like that, that was potential like trip to North Carolina. I, or even I, I looked at the schedule and maybe even doing two games on a Saturday, which would be like a day game and a night game, which would be a long day. But <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would be fun, but it would be a long day. If I saw a 12 o'clock game and like a 7.30 night game. Right, so, right. <laughs> that's, a lot, that's a lot of football to watch. It <laughs> is. Games last three, three, three and a half hours. So Right. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, – trying to go figured 130 i try to do about figure do about around 10 a year 10 to 12 a year and then and get me to that magic number in the next 15 years and of course like i said they're going to build more so right um newer stadiums in the process but um that's that's where i am with it now so um i'm anxious to get started another another oh, another one i looked at was um there's a thursday night game in like early to mid-november um in pittsburgh and north carolina plays them so i thought about going up to see north carolina this year if i didn't get to see him down in uh, 
um, down there in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I see him in Pittsburgh Thursday night. So it's not too far from where I live. It's about a four hour drive. So I can go for that game. So, but, um, that was, that was a tentative plan for this season. So I got like the first month set mm-hmm. after that, you know, hopefully just kind of slowly carve it out. It's harder to carve out after the first three or four weeks too, because the times aren't up for the games. Right. It's exactly. Just, I just know. Game, but that kind of <laughs> makes it difficult too. So you look at the times, you're like, I don't know the time yet. So, and actually, and actually we just mentioned too, we talked about Malik Willis. I'd like to see Liberty this year as well. Um, there, that's only about a three or four hour drive from where I am. So I wouldn't mind seeing them as well this year. That'd be a fun team to watch. Absolutely. It would be, um, they play a smaller field at the end of the university, so I probably wouldn't be as hard to get get there as well. I know some of these games. I, I chose Penn State uh, the fourth weekend, fourth weekend on purpose because I know it's going to be impossible to probably get to a Big Ten game. So I chose them when they're playing a non-conference opponent. So right, much, right. You know, I figured my my brother actually went to Penn State. And I know it'd be impossible. He said it's impossible almost to get into the games against the Big Ten opponents. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why that's why I chose that as well. So slowly just getting the experience, and hopefully, like I can, some certain places I can go back to in future years. You know, hopefully, I get you get more traction and go back to Penn State when they're playing like Ohio State or Michigan or something like that. Absolutely, yep. I I, I understand that. I'm I have two small kids, so I I'm starting out small, trying to do five games a year because I don't want to put my my wife through anything crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't blame you. Yeah. I, I, I don't have kids, you know, that's, that's, and that's tough. So it's like, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I go one, you know, go to one game, you know, a weekend if I can, or every other weekend, something right, like that. It's right. like about 10 by the end of the season. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Much more than that is difficult. Much more than that is definitely difficult. So you, you probably, where you are, you know, you probably have a good handful that are within driving distance of where you live. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Living in central Illinois, I, Illinois is the closest. They're like, they're kind of hour, hour 15 away. And then, I'm gonna go to Northwestern. Uh, I've been I've been to a game there, but it was probably one of the worst football games ever played. It was Michigan. Michigan played there about I can't remember. Maybe it was like 2013, 2014, or something. And it was a nine-seven overtime game that Michigan won. Oh. It, it was it was terrible. Um, and they have a, they don't have like a big stadium either. It's more like a field, right? Yeah, it's. I've never seen it on TV. Yeah, it, it it's not big at all. Um, it's. It's like an old school stadium, really. I mean, it's I mean, it's perfect for what they have. It fits them well, but uh, but yeah. And I've been to a handful. Of, I've been to about ten or fifteen stadiums already. But with starting the podcast, I'm starting all over, and I'm just gonna kind of go to all of them. And like you said, I mean, teams will be building new stadiums. So then, as as that goes, it just add them to the list, basically. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, only, only, honestly, I'm, I'm, the only ones I've ever been to are Maryland years ago. I've been to Navy years ago, and I've been to um, Arizona State. My wife's um, family lives out there, and we went to a game out there one time. So I've been to that one, too. But that's it. I haven't really been to any other ones. So this is kind of like the start for me, and I'm just going to start over. So, um, yeah, but I, I've only been to a couple, you know, a couple in the past. So I'm going to start scratch here and then try to do about eight to ten a year. If I can do a few more, great. If I can't, you know, and I know the weather plays a factor too and stuff. I, I'll be honest, I'm not dying to go anywhere if it's like pouring down rain or anything. So, Absolutely, me, you know, me either. Cool. <laughs> you won't be experience it'll be terrible. You know, you can't really, yeah. You know, so right, right. Like the, the weather forecast. I'm, I'm not dying to go to places like uh, in the Pacific, you know, in the upper northwest in the middle of uh, November, or December. So right. <laughs> but, but, so we'll, we'll take it, take it game by game. So absolutely. You know, season, season by. Yeah. So. How can people uh, 
I, I know what you're doing when you go to go to games. You're, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to have a T-shirt made where people can can see who I am and what I'm doing. I know you're doing the same thing. How can people how can people uh, keep track of you? Oh, just uh, follow the Twitter. I always post stuff. It's uh, my, just my name at Steve Eagle S T E V E H I E G E L, and um, the website www.justcollegefootball.net. Um, I'll have like a write up of each stadium on there and after i go and everything you know i'm gonna go to the tailgate as well at least for a while to kind of walk around and get the feel of the atmosphere at the game um when it's like so i'm hoping to get to at least maybe one sec stadium this year because i know that's the yeah right that's football that's football I have. we'll see yeah so hopefully you know i get the one down there so maybe florida i looked at possibly going to university of florida if i make a florida trip so my brother um, works at the university of florida so that's one of them i'm looking to go to this year as well Oh, cool. Yeah, I looked at I, – I was looking at the schedule. I looked at like maybe like a – possibly like a lower-tier SEC team or even a non-conference game. I think there was a good one like October, November because I, I know I, I know getting into an SEC – like a higher – Right, like, right. Game is going to be really difficult. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I was looking at as well. So and I know some of, this, some of the schools, if their teams are good, they're going to have good seasons. They're still going to have a really good crowd even at the – playing a non-conference team. You know, they might not sell out, but it'll still be a really good – well-attended game right exactly well yeah, hey so. it's been it's been great talking to you thank you for coming on um oh, you're welcome thanks for having me appreciate it i'm happy to come on anytime and uh look forward to a great season i think uh this is the this is probably the best weekend starting off because there's games starting there's one game tonight there's a bunch tomorrow friday every night now i think through monday yeah, there's a game on monday so absolutely six six days in a row of football our, yeah, po- they spe- they our poor wives <laughs> It's almost it's almost good that way because sometimes when you get to this this the, the season kicks off and gets in there's usually like one game here or there on Thursday a game here or there on Friday and maybe like a Wednesday game and then there's like you know seventy five on Saturday or something so it's hard to keep track of all on Saturday right know? yep so. yeah yep well like I said thank you for jumping on with me and uh, again everybody thank you for listening uh, I, you can follow the podcast on our Twitter account at TNT College Foot One or me personally at Coach B Coach underscore B Will. Thank you guys. Have a good night. God bless.